106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Way, just so you understand, you know that Ukraine is being totally devastated, right? If anybody thinks they're coming out good, Ukraine, I looked at pictures uh, recently where cities are just literally wiped out. There's not a building standing. The entire city is wiped out. Then they'll say, three people were injured today in a certain city. The whole city is knocked down. They say, no, thousands of people were killed. And many, many more people are being killed in Ukraine than anyone has any idea about. It would have never happened. Now, with that being said, it did happen. I believe I could settle that thing in 24 hours. I think I could. I really do. I really do. USA! 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 What, what, what? What's the other thing we know about this population? And it's a specific phase of life. Remember, age is more than a chronological fact. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. That is why we put them in dormitories and they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. You know, when it comes to medical advice, you could always trust all of these musicians. Just turn a blind eye to the fact that most of them are addicted to drugs, addicted to prostitutes, addicted to alcohol. They seem to die young and have the world's worst outcome for their children. But no, 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 no. You should totally listen to John Legend over here. He's got really good sound advice for the medical needs of your children. That's why my health is such a priority to me and why I got an updated COVID-19 booster. My family did too. By the way, nobody's buying what this idiot is selling. This video has 2 million views or 11 million views. I don't know how Twitter works. You got two different numbers over there. But I noticed that you only got 592 likes and you've turned the comment section off. Take it with you and take a look at your name, Yes, the name is Donald. What can I you Okay, I'm uh, looking for a spicy chicken sandwich. Quite frankly, it needs to be spicier than a Kamala Harris after a night with Willie Brown. Yes, I would like that, and of course, I would also like an order of waffle fries. Uh, so I got this sandwich in the order of waffle fries. That is correct. And you want those fries small, medium, or large? We'd like those fries huge, okay? The biggest size you have. I got you. Anything else for you guys today? That's going to be it. All right, so I got a spicy chicken sandwich, spicier than Kamala Harris, and then I got you for a large fry. That's right, spicier than Kamala. You know, she's a terrible person. You're very polite. A lot better than the rest of the people. It's like dealing with the fake news. I'll see you at the window. All right. Hey, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartels drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea?
righty. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 205, March 4th, 2023. It's good to be with you tonight. We're here a little, it's like the old days when I'm here late, trying to get stuff done. And boy, it is freezing up here in Northern California. We're getting all kinds of snow. Lakes are filling up to the brim. And uh, they're still calling it a drought. And in California, the definition of a drought is when the government takes almost all the water and lets it run into the ocean, doesn't let you use it for farming or drinking. And then whatever you have left, if you don't have enough of it, then uh, they call that a drought because you don't have enough of it because they took it all from you. But the government doesn't experience a drought. You understand what I'm saying? It's like they have a big budget that they t- spend, and they take the money from you. And then when people don't have enough money, they call that they have a, you know they're they're uh, not able to t- take care of themselves. It's because the government took all the money, and the government's taking all the water. So that's kind of the situation here in California. Even though we have. They say that it goes all the way back to the 1800s when the Donner Party died on the Donner Summit. The snow was so deep, and the snow was deep everywhere, and even down the valley, which we're only 65 feet above sea level here in Yuba County in the valley of Marysville, uh, it's, uh, it's cold. And uh, so there's not going to be much snow melted up there, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you for uh, hanging in there with us. Uh, We are uh, having a little computer glitch tonight, but uh, I think we're going to make it through it all right. As long as it's recording, Tanner Martis down there in Conroe, Texas, I think, can fix it. So... uh, I want to, you know, some of you are really helping me lately. More and more you're helping me stay up with things and uh, give me good things to talk about and and uh, details and data. And so I want to start off with what my friend Dan sent me because uh, someone I was talking to, an old-timer, almost 80 years of age, talked to me yesterday, and he said, you know, Lou, Everything you said from the beginning of COVID was exactly right. He said, you've been vindicated. I don't think he used a different term uh, because, you know, they tried to take me to court and shut me up. They call it cancel, cancel culture. And they weren't successful. So my friend Dan, who's a refugee who fled California. In fact, I just talked to a guy today down in Stockton at the Holt dealership, the the, uh, tractor dealership and. His son's getting ready to move. He's a retiring cop. They're going to move to Arkansas, and he's going to move to Arkansas with his wife. And they are fleeing California for all the reasons you can imagine that we cover on this show. So this says we were right about the lab leak. We were right about natural immunity. We were right about masks. We were right about lockdowns. We were right about the vaccines. We were right about boosters. 
We were right about them faking the COVID numbers. We were right about the deadly hospital protocols. We were right about ivermectin. We were right about hydroxychloroquine. We were right about evil Dr. Fauci. We were right about the evil WHO, World Health Organization. And we were right about the whole thing being a world power grab. Guess who was wrong about everything? Yep, the government sheep that kept saying, trust the science. That's what I call the trust the science cult. So I think that's a good way to start out. I saw another lady that uh, some people send me stuff on like Instagram and Twitter. It's harder to find it and copy it onto my uh, site. So this lady just simply said, Big Pharma is trying to steal your health. Big banks are trying to steal your money. And the U.S. government is trying to make it all legal. Now, that is not uh, sarcasm. That is not being facetious. That is being dead on factual accurate. That's just the way that is. And I just want to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it till I am dead and in the grave. Uh, there's trouble, trouble, trouble. Now, I want to go down here uh, because I am going to. Uh, let me see where this is. Let me go down here and talk about Anthony Fauci because there's a great article. And uh, I want to make sure I get this in because you need to know it. You've been lied to for three years by a guy that claimed he knew everything. And so this article is Fauci just admitted that that uh, in the entire science behind trying to stop COVID with vaccines does not work. Does that surprise you? He said that he hasn't been saying that saying that all along. He's been trying to get you to take the jab. Right? If you'll just wear a mask, if you'll just take the jab, if you'll just stay home and not visit grandma, if you'll just stay home from school, commenting on Wuhan coronavirus vaccine experiment this week, uh, Tony Fauci confessed that the shots do not work as claimed. Quote, attempting to control mu mucosal respiratory viruses, the common cold, with systematically administered non-replicating vaccines has thus far been largely successful. What he's saying there is the cold mutates so quickly that a vaccine has a very long, very short effectual time. Fauci wrote in a new paper published in the journal Cell Host and Microbe entitled Rethinking Next Generation Vaccines for Coronaviruses, Influenza Viruses, and Respiratory Viruses. Even after aggressively pushing the shots himself, Fauci, recognizing the country's now widespread disapproval of Operation Warp Speed, admits that everything America and the world were told about Fauci flu shots was a lie. Oops. Did you believe that? Did you believe what Fauci said? Did you believe what Deborah Burke said? Well, uh, it's a bummer. It's a big bummer. Uh, we were talking today about all the people we knew had died or have major immune, immune system uh, breakdowns. 
Suddenly, Fauci is of the persuasion, even though he claimed the opposite previously, that the Chinese virus shots are inefficacious. In other words, it's not effective, meaning they don't work. It is much preferable, Fauci's new study admits, to rely on natural immunity. Well, shazam, shazam. Does that surprise you that Anthony Fauci would now tell us to not uh, to not trust in the jabs, but just trust our own immune system? But the shots now have compromised everybody's immune system. The review makes clear that vaccines against respiratory viruses such as the flu or coronaviruses are highly unlikely to achieve the levels of effectiveness we expect from other vaccines. This was an article in the Epoch Times. The authors note that the Centers for Disease Control data showing influence of vaccines now pushed for all ages from six months upward have an efficacy ranging from about 14%. Right. That's 14 out of 100 people would have success to maximum of 60 percent. Since 2005, in the summer of 2021, Fauci admitted publicly that covid vaccines are responsible for spreading more disease. But Joe Biden kept on forcing them on us. Because viruses are constantly mutating, you know, something this story I have not studied all this. I, I was I like science now as an old person. I've actually gone out and taken courses in it, biology and such. But somehow I knew that the reason we never had a cold, because I get a cold every cold or two every couple of years. And I always thought, man, why don't they stop this? And I was told by medical people because they it's always new viruses. And they can't, about the time they think they got on top of one of the, the viruses, it mutates. So you just have to trust your immune system. So this says just exactly that. Because viruses are constantly mutating into new variants and subvariants, trying to control them with vaccines is a fool's errand. Even if a shot works or seems to work against the original virus, the original virus will quickly outsmart the vaccine, rendering it completely useless. Our best approved influenza vaccines would be inadequate for licensure for most other vaccine-preventable diseases. In other words, they didn't do the research, they didn't do it properly, and they said for other vaccines, this thing wouldn't even qualify as a legitimate honest-to-goodness vaccine. Fauci's paper goes on to say, it is not surprising that none of the predominantly mucosal respiratory viruses have been effectively controlled by the virus. Now this guy seems to be on the people's side after killing millions of Americans. The vaccines for these two very different viruses have common characteristics. They elicit incomplete and short-lived protection against evolving virus variants that escape population immunity. I'm not going to get into all the gory details of science 
but I'm just here to tell you that we've been jerked around and ripped off. And a very good friend of mine, another friend of mine who works at Beale Air Force Base, and they forced him to take, he's a civilian, but a techie, forced him to take the jab if he was to remain working there. He wanted to remain working there, probably retire, so he took the jab. And now his immune system has collapsed. He has shingles. He has very high blood pressure, and his head throbs. I'm telling you people, these guys are trying to kill off a good deal of the American people. You know, sometimes we think, oh, doesn't, <clears throat> doesn't Gavin Newsom uh, care that 300 or 400,000 people left the state of California last year? Oh, that, that shows he's blowing it. He, he wants you to leave. Did you know that? They want to empty the state of California. You know why? Because they want to give it back to the animal kingdom. These people are so crazy that they want the state to be what they call rewilded. Not civilized, rewilded. They don't want animals and humans to live peaceably together. They want humans to disappear. That's why they're not, they're not having any panic over citizens leaving and moving to other states. They're just fine with it. So they don't have the same reaction you do. They look at life different, differently than you and I do. I'm going to try to look really here. Uh, oh, here's another one. Let me just go on down here. I want to just stay on this theme for a minute. And uh, all right here. All right, here we go, right here. Wall Street Journal, pretty respected journal, right? Said it's time health officials concede its opponents were right. Natural immunity protects against COVID. A Wall Street Journal editorial board member Sunday called out the press and public health officials who are now affirming natural immunity protects against COVID-19 after three years of an emergency under being under emergency decree in this state of California. It's just absolutely offensive, disgusting, rude, and evil. Three years disparaging natural immunity despite overwhelming evidence all the way along. You know, the only reason we didn't hear more about it is because big media, big tech, buried it. They censored it. I'm just kind of looking here and trying to find out. My clock is not working on my computer, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on with I'm using my phone. So let me just tell you about it. Three years late, The Lancet Recognizes Natural Immunity by Alyssa Finley. The public health clerisy rejects an argument that ostensibly threatens its authority. Eventually, it's forced to soften its position in the face of incontrovertible evidence, and yet not once does it acknowledge its opponents were correct. Finley began her op-ed with a quote from a February 16th 
NBC article describing the Lancet findings. Immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccination against severe illness and death. Right? So you didn't need anything. You just needed a strong immune system. The study found that prior infection offered a 78.6% protection against the reinfection from the original Wuhan Alpha Delta variants at 40 weeks and 36.1% against Omicron. Remember all those different variants? Protection against severe illness remained around 90% across all variants after 40 weeks. Those results mean that the natural immunity provides protection equal to or better than two of the three doses of mRNA vaccines, the vaccines that are killing people of all, all ages, little guys all the way up to older folks. Isn't it tragic? Do you hear the supervisors apologize yet? Do you hear the uh, county administrator apologize yet? Do you hear the uh, county health officer apologize yet? Offer to pay amends and reparations for ruining people's businesses, keeping kids out of school, ruining people's health. Has Sutter North doctors offered apologies yet for going out and standing with Dr. Lou? the health officer, and claiming that the the shots were safe, effective, and well-tested. That's a quote I think it was, wasn't it? The Lancet, which is a a medical research paper, well-respected, is finally acknowledging that doctors, what doctors and scientists have been gaslit for, saying for years that, that natural immunity provides superior protection to experimental vaccines. The idea that prior COVID infection would protect against future illness was deeply rooted in immunology before studies bore it out. Repeat exposure to respiratory viruses trains our immune system to live with and fight off viruses as they become epidemic. The Lancet study could serve a useful political purpose. By giving public health officials cover to relax vaccine mandates, which in turn could reduce resistance to vaccines. But this would require the clarity to concede its opponents are right. You think they'll ever do it? Still at these major universities, they're forcing kids that want to finish their their college education to get the jab in order to do that. They're going to kill them, folks. They're going to ruin their health. They're going to give them people like Ryan Cole, who has the biggest uh, pathology lab in the United States. It's over, I believe, in Boise, Idaho, says that his uh, labs are seeing a huge spike in rapidly flourishing cancers. You know, the only thing that's happened is the fact that we have uh, dealt with COVID. That's it. That's it. So you've heard that the uh, national emergency is uh, they're going to call it off now or Newsom is going to wave his wand and and say it's over. uh, I'll just... 
up here James Gallagher sent out. He's our assemblyman for Yuba-Sutter counties and a couple other counties. He said, today is a special day in California. The COVID-19 emergency is finally over. For three years, while every other state ended their emergency, Gavin Newsom continued to operate using emergency powers that undermined the fundamental principles of free government. That is, transparency, oversight, and due process. In my opinion, the governor abused his authority during his extended emergency. Over the past three years, the governor abused his authority to single-handedly change election law imposed de facto rent control, and imposed costly mandates that put people out of work. It was so bad that Kevin Kiley and I sued the governor to check his authority. We're going to be right back and start our second segment. CDC promoting that we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war, you know? Right. Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to big pharma. But I'm, I was getting back to my original point. The last people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. Spoken you know? as the perfect redneck hippie. <laughs> really, if that message doesn't, I mean, the, they're no, all about profit. Exactly, they're all about profit. And both sides and it's know that. the profit they've made. I think they've done a lot of studies about vitamin D and how important it was when the people who had low levels they were much more um, vulnerable to COVID. Why not yeah. tell people that? Can't yeah. you make money selling vitamin D? Is it that kind of, what's the well, worst that could but, happen? But that's just it, man. There was only one thing, you know, the, the ivermectin got made into a, you know, horse tranquilizer, uh, a horse, whatever it is. Which it is, but also worm, used worm, worm, by humans. Uh, it's used by millions and millions, millions of humans. Uh, uh, hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous. Um and there was only one thing that could work, and that's the vaccine, right? And so ultimately, because of that, billions of dollars was made. I think of this moment as not just a moment, but it's a moment with great momentum behind it, right? <laughs> and it is inspiring to feel inspired. Inspired by, yes, optimism, but inspired by criticism as well. Inspired by a crisis, rather. <laughs> inspired by a crisis, okay? Which limits us to see the burden that was versus the burden that is no longer with us. There's a collective ability to what we can be what we can inspire and what we can see despite being burdened by the burden that will never come. And that's critically important, okay? When, when we talk about one of my biggest inspirations, and I don't, I don't talk about her too much, but she was in the running for uh, Miss America. <laughs> 
Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much South Carolina over one chamber of Congress, but again, it goes back to what I said. If you go through the subversion tactics that are being used against you, which I believe, yes, are partly diabolical, if you read the literature of the KGB agents that used to do this professionally, Yuri Bezmenov was one of the most mm -hmm. um, public. Yep. Yeah, we did, we, we, we've done plenty line of podcasts on him. He says, a nation that will go from capitalistic or free to Marxist or unfree must go through stages. And these stages are not mistakes, they're by design. That's right. And the stage that is the make or break stage, because after this one, all the rest yeah, just kind of listen, fall. Listen to this. After this one, they all kind of just fall into place, right? The make or break, right? Where the rubber hits the road, you can use whatever you want, right? Filler phrase is demoralization. Now understand, his full-time job, Yuri Bezmenov, used to go into countries like Rhodesia, formerly Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. He'd go into countries and try to turn them from a free society to a Soviet Marxist government. That was his job. His job was to come in, do an analysis of the landscape, find out their weak points, find out how to destabilize them. So it's destabilization, then demoralization, okay? He said destabilization's easy. He said we could do that, you know, that's wreck right. a currency, destroy an economy, so that's, that, that's simple. He said, the part, though, that's tough is breaking the resolve of the people that inhabit the country you're trying to take over. He said, that's the challenge. And so they had to work at it. How do you do it? You take out leaders like James O'Keefe, right? You unfairly go after and put people in prison like what they're trying to do right now to President Trump, right? Intimidate. You shut up their voice, which is the censorship, censorship regime that we've seen, right? Yeah. You unfairly go after the businesses that are financing it, which is what, of course, they're trying to do. And more than anything else, you make the cost of believing greater than the cost of giving up. Yeah. Meaning, you make sure people suffer if they continue to believe the nation has any hope. Also, you medicate the society. That was part of it, too, by the way. Mass medication, which legalization mm. of weed, all these antidepressants, all that stuff, which is, that, that's part of it. And so then he says, look, if you're able to get through the demoralization, the country's going to fall. You are living through a planned attempt to demoralize your opinion of America. That's right. I think it's actually freeing to know that that's what they're doing to you. Everything you see on TV, everything you see on social media, look through the lens of this is a planned attempt to get me to give up. Mm -hmm. Am I going to do that? Well, I was right again. It came from the Wuhan lab in China, and now everybody's saying it. That's why we called it the China virus, because it came from the lab in, say it with me, China. 
And the fake news wanted to tell you it came from bat soup. I call that bat soup crazy. Nobody believed it. It's fake news. It came from China just like the spy balloon. And I'm not talking about Whoopi Goldberg. I'm talking about that big Chinese spy balloon that never would have happened if I was your president. It came from China just like Eric Swalwell's mistress. Remember him? I call him his flatulence. He let one go on live television. What a disgrace. His mistress, Fang Fang, also came from China. Trump was right again, and Trump was right about everything, and we're all getting used to saying it. I was right again, and now it's time to make America great again. Believe me. Grab your gold and get your hat. Leave your worries on your doorstep. Life can be complete on the sunny side of the street. Can't you hear the Peter Pet? And that happy tune is yours, Dad. Life can be so sweet on the sunny side. All right, well, I'll go on here and I want to give, give a little promo. So uh, he says the governor uses emergency powers to violate your civil and constitutional rights. How you assemble, how you worship, your child's right to an education, even your ability to visit a loved one in the hospital. This should never happen again. And that is why I have introduced Assembly Bill 1075. It would do two, two fundamental things. It will limit any emergency declared by the governor to 60 days unless affirmatively extended by a vote of the legislature. Now, I thought they had to renew the emergency every seven days. It's interesting how they have rules on the books and they just ignore them. The governor just told everybody to keep renewing them. You know why? Because he's going to give them money. <laughs> and then I crack up. He's going to give them money. So um, number two, it will clarify the governor's powers are limited to executive powers and prohibit gross overreaches like changing laws and undermining liberties. With your help, we won this fight. You know something? I wish James Gallagher was would work as hard as his constituents because his constituents lost everything they had, many of them. Many of their family members died. James, I don't believe, ever went to a school board meeting and, and demanded that the schools reopen. Kevin Kiley did. I don't remember James, other than going to his friends over at the tea party, I don't think he ever came to any activist meetings. They were serious about challenging Dr. Lou that was serving two of his counties. So he's putting some, a bill together. Good for him. But three years, he got paid all three years the same, even though all of his constituents, many of his constituents got paid nothing. So let me let me jump up here and just uh, begin giving a shout out to a few people that keep me going on the air here on the internet, and that is Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. If you if you need any big digging, serious digging, not just getting out your shovel and working at it, this is serious getting with it digging. You can call Israel Garcia or Izzy Garcia at uh, you can text or call at five three zero three hundred sixty ten. Five three zero three hundred sixty ten. You can. Uh, he's up in Yuba County, but he'll he'll travel throughout Northern California to get at your work. Tell him uh, Lou sent sent you to him, referred you. On and then uh, 
We've got the guys over at All Power Services out on 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City. That's just south of Yuba City off 99 going west on Stewart. Very easy to get to. No stoplights down in that part of the county. Very uh, low traffic. Easy, easy peasy. They're going to fix it. That's why they got their name, All Power Services. Any kind of power tools or equipment you have, they know how to fix it. it it's amazing. It's kind of a miracle. Josh James and Will, Will uh, Fanning. And then they got Jose and Lupe over there. And they just do a good job. All Power Services, they've done work for me. They've done work for lots of my friends. They will even fix your cars, your big rigs. I'm talking about tractor trailer rigs. Uh, service trucks, vans, they'll they'll fix it all. All Power Services, you can dial or text them at 530-844-0347-0347-844-0347. They'll even hurt, they'll even, if you got hurt feelings, they'll even fix your hurt feelings. And you, you, you want to shoot them an email or send them a photo or something, you can use allpower1469 at gmail.com, allpower1469 at gmail. And also Allen's Auto Body, that's Kevin Clark over there. He fixes my car when it gets in a fight or just has a, a breakdown of some sort. He's at Tea Garden and Sutter, that's in Yuba City. Right on the corner, it's a bright yellow building. It's the only one in blocks. Kevin's the only one that's got the backbone to make colors that bright on his building. He's a great painter, just does it looks like it's showroom, baby, when it rolls off. Allen's Auto Body, you can call him. It's a landline at 530-671-1057, 671-1057. Give him a shout-out. Tell him I sent you over his away. Kevin Kiley is shaking it up in, in uh, Washington, D.C. He said, uh, Rarely in history has a single person caused so much harm to so many State of emergency lasted 1,091 days. Do you think it'll ever happen again in the United States? I don't know. It's been quite a journey leading to this day. There was a trial victory over Newsom broadcast to millions. A coalition of free counties formed statewide around our healthy communities resolution. A climactic vote on our legislature to end the emergency ahead of the Super Bowl. And most importantly... A growing movement of citizens, of parents, of patriots, and citizens that forced the governor's hand and is now poised to accomplish much, much more. Yet Newsom has learned nothing. On the same day that his illegal emergency expires, Fox News has a story about Newsom's latest affront to the rule of law, attacking federal judges who don't tow his line. Just think of that. This is amazing arrogance, isn't it? Headline reads, California Republicans slam Gavin Newsom for trying to intimidate judges into compliance. Kylie said, any elected official who cares about the rule of law should condemn Newsom's irresponsible behavior. And now Newsom's goal of making California the model for the nation faces its biggest test yet. This is going to be amazing, people. He pitched Julie Sue, S-U, Julie Sue. That's the Labor Secretary of California. She is over the Employment Development Department. That's one of her departments that lost $40 billion, was given to the wrong people. And he thinks she is so fine that he pitched her to President Biden because his labor secretary just resigned. 
And so this is what I like about Kylie. He did a 23-minute speech on the House floor railing against Julie Sue. She has no business in Washington because she made a wreck out of California that now we have to borrow money from the federal government to pay our unemployment benefits because we don't we are not generating enough money in California at this time. We overspent so bad. Unbelievable. Is it not unbelievable? Are you not surprised? I'm just so surprised. Well, I wanted to uh, get a little drink of hot tea. I'm telling you, it's cold here. I'm hoping this thing records correctly because I don't want to have to do it twice. Did you know, this is something that's crazy. Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, HJTA.org, you ought to donate some money to them. They came up with Prop 13 back, I think, in 1978, which changed and reduced how assessors appraise our property that we own. It saved us hundreds of thousands of dollars each if we had property very long. So the odd thing to me is that government committees or panels or supervisors or councils can go out and they can bury the constituents, the citizens in debt. Now, you know, the words prop 13 said that you can't raise taxes without a two thirds vote of the public or the two thirds vote of the legislature and a two thirds vote of the public. And so it's interesting that it takes that for people to raise taxes on themselves. But the government, the jurisdictions, like I just said, supervise the city council, go out and they float bonds and they put them against the general fund, which means that if the property goes bankrupt, the property, you can't pay for it. They, you know, how if you can't pay for your house, you just give it back to the loan agency like the bank. But the government can go out and in debt the general fund for for millions of dollars or for even a billion dollars and can get away with that without a vote of the public at all. Just three out of five members can pull that off. So that's what's been happening. Like that happened in the city of Marysville and they went out and, and bought some parcels of property that they thought they could flip to commercial interests and the property was worth a couple million dollars they spent almost five million they borrowed five million dollars they borrowed they didn't have a nickel to put down they didn't even have a nickel to make the payments on the bonds so they borrowed a few few million in bonds plus some extra money to pay payments until they could sell it and then they refinanced it a half dozen years later, five years later or so. And they got up to $7 million refinanced. They went from $5 million to $7 million, And the property is only worth, in fact, the property was just sold, talking about 10 years ago, now just sold for $1.2 But they paid way more than that for it. 
So somebody, some citizen the other day who didn't know what she was talking about could say, wow, it's good we got rid of that property finally. Now we don't have to pay all that debt. No, no, no. You still have to pay all the debt, honey. The debt on that property at one time was between 15 and $17 million unless they somehow refinanced the interest rate. The property may be gone and may develop into a nice shopping center, etc., and bring some revenue into the into the city, but the city has $700,000 a year payments. Where do you think that money's coming from? You think it's coming from the retail establishment that's going to be put on that property by the lake? Not for years. Not for years. That $700,000 has got to come out of the general fund of the city. This, the, the city council that made that decision unanimously decided to put us into amazing debt. And then that second city council years later, five years later, increased the amount of indebtedness till we got to over 25 to 30 years. We're paying between 15 and $17 million on property. We do not own. How would you like to not have your house anymore? And you go rent, but you still owe everything on the house. How would the, have you ever thought about that? Usually if you sell your house and you still owe on it, it gets paid off, right? But not in this case. So the city residents of Marysville are going to be paying for 25 more years on that property, $700,000 a year because of the city council decided without the permission of the people to go out and go into debt. So I had a, uh, I had a sit down one. I wrote an, a, a letter to the editor, <clears throat> to the appeal Democrat when I used to do that many years ago. And it was about a major J <clears throat> this is about 2012. Uh, it, it was major J and it was a, a request to put on the ballot these bonds. <clears throat> and people said, <clears throat> okay, uh, if you, Yuba College, they looked at Yuba College, it looked horrible. I'm talking about Linda out here in Linda, Yuba County, Yuba College. And um, the, the college looked horrible, so people passed the bonds. <clears throat> and then when they floated the bonds, because we had a crash in the economy and the bonds were going to cost way more than they would before. So what happened was <clears throat> the only bonds that they could get, I guess, was they, they floated, they call them capital appreciation bonds or cap. Hold that deal. C A P. So they went out and they got $4.6 million dollars. And you know how much it was going to cost to pay that back? I want you to think about this. Now, if you do this personally, you can take the million off and just call it thousands. They borrowed $4.6 million, and the payback on that was $59 million. That's $12 per every had to be paid back $12. Now, would you loan me money? If I gave you $12 back for every dollar you gave me, I think you would. I think you would. You see what I'm saying? 
They borrowed $4.6 million, but to pay that back, they paid back to the bondholders $12 for every $1 the bondholder secured for them. I wrote an article about it, and Brent Hasty, who was on the board, and because he was a church guy, and I was a church guy, he said, well, I can't believe you would say that about a church guy. I said, I'd say that about anybody, Brent. That was a huge bad decision. Oh, that wasn't a bad decision. It won't make any difference. That that building over in Sutter County will be used uh, for many years, and it'll all just uh, uh, it'll sort itself out. That's kind of it was his argument. In other words, I don't think Brent would ever borrow money from me and pay me back $12 for every $1 he borrowed, but he was willing to do that with taxpayer money. Very poor leader in, in terms of handling money. Nobody really threw a fit about this. I wrote a, a letter to the editor about it, but there wasn't really a big uh, throat, freak out about it. But then a guy, a new uh, chancellor came to town. His name is Douglas Houston. And Douglas Houston stumbled across this bond and had a total meltdown, had a fit. And uh, started asking questions, and uh, people said, oh, we didn't have any, you know, the board said, we didn't have any idea. We didn't know this. We didn't know that. Boy, that's a surprise. This is terrible. He said it's a total rip off the taxpayers. In fact, a liberal treasurer named Lockyer said that people ought to be locked up. There should be a law against trustees and supervisors in city council meeting, city council people, indebting the public and walking away and leaving a complete mess. So there was a big meltdown in Poway Unified School District, P-O-W-A-Y, down in San Diego County. And their payback was like a billion dollars on the amount that they borrowed. It was $10 to one. Yuba College was the worst, I believe, in the state of California, $12 per $1 borrowed. In the case of Yuba County College District, no payments on the $4.6 million will be made until 2038. With final payments due in 2048, 2049, and 2050. What government, what people in debt their grandchildren and great-grandchildren? This is totally crazy, people. This is Jim Kennedy, who is now dead, was a highly respected treasurer here. Jim Kennedy, the treasurer at that time, and a college district trustee, he was actually retired treasurer, told Houston he had a deep understanding of this stuff and he had no idea that this was being proposed, the structure the structure of the bonds. The dis- district's financial vo- advisor at the time, Jeff Small, of here they had a financial advisor that was, it's like having your insurance advisor being your insurance man. Well, of course, he's got self-interest. Jeff Small of Capital Public Financing told another newspaper that he informed multiple 
the board multiple times of the expensive nature of the bonds before they were issued. But but Houston told the the Woodland Democrat the only warning the board ever received came buried in a report in June 2011 after the sale was well underway. We got totally ripped off. On the other hand, Houston's predecessor, Chancellor Nikki Harrington, told the Sacramento Bee that she was well aware of the numbers and that the board was fully informed. Houston noted that Al Alt is no longer the administrative services vice chancellor. They kicked him out and ended his job. Totally buried the Yuba County uh, College District in debt. I'm going to go on with this. We'll be right back. No diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. That's good stuff. When it rains. Windshield wipers. Every, that's, that's right, every single school bus. <laughs> A speedometer. What? <laughs> to be able to feel the wind in your hair at the press of a button. I mean, America. This, I mean, this is it. <laughs> this is as good as it's gonna get with this administration. I may not be the first woman vice president, but I will be the last. <laughs> Just before I head out, a brief update from Batshit Bonkers Britain, where we are enduring the Great Tomato Famine, which has been going on now for at least two days. And wealthy people who can afford fruit and veg in the UK are very concerned and taking pictures of empty shelves and shouting things like Brexit. Meanwhile, people in Spain and Barcelona are taking pictures of tomatoes on their shelves, which I think definitely proves something, but no one's sure what, except that wealthy people can no longer order a caprese salad, and that is very troubling indeed. Then we have Shamima Begin, who today lost her attempt to get back into the UK and remains for now in exile. I think what we can be certain of is that eventually sufficient British taxpayer funds will have been accorded to her legal team and she will make her way back into the country, at which point she'll be lauded by all those for whom she's a sort of modern day hero. Suddenly the left are very, very interested in grooming and very seriously concerned about it which will be new news to the young white girls of Luton and other towns for whom it's been ignored for positively decades. 
And then finally, Tony Blair is out and about, that arch envoy for Satan, talking about digital ID so that no man or woman will be worth any more than a series of numbers. I come from the farming community and digital ID is effectively what we have for cattle when they're on their way to the abattoir. And I think that's a particularly helpful analogy about how Tony Blair and all those in the World Economic Forum see the rest of us little people. And that's it. A cheery update here in batshit bonkers Britain. The film White Noise was released on Netflix in September of last year. It's about a train crashing, exploding, and burning toxic chemicals off into the atmosphere, creating a major health hazard for miles around. Reflecting what just happened a few weeks ago in Ohio, White Noise was even filmed in the same area, just a few miles from Ground Zero in East Palestine. Some people will call this a coincidence, but these days, believing in coincidence can cost you your life. And there is more. Just three months before the train wreck, the city of East Palestine began adopting the My ID digital bracelet system into their local emergency services. Being touted as the ultimate ID system, My ID is a digital ID company dealing primarily with digital ID bracelets for the medical industry. Bracelets designed to make it easier for first responders to access your medical profile in the event of an unexpected emergency. And just a week before the crash, they began handing these bracelets out to all the residents of East Palestine. Also, two weeks before the crash, the CDC updated their page on vinyl chloride, removing their section on how it affects children and raising the safe exposure threshold. Neil Donald Walsh wrote, there are no coincidences in the universe, only convergences of will, intent, and experience. Not only does the Ohio train crash appear to be a deliberate attack, it appears to potentially be a very deadly attack. Three days after the train wreck, authorities called for a controlled release burn. Controlled in that they would initiate the spark that will burn all the chemicals and cargo together in a massive chemical fire, potentially putting millions of people's lives at risk. The vinyl chloride spill at Camp Lejeune was small in comparison to what happened this month in Ohio, but it still poisoned over a million people and it took decades for the effects to materialize. A new federal lawsuit against Norfolk Southern alleges that 1.1 million pounds of vinyl chloride was spilled into the local environment. The vinyl chloride metabolite chloroethylene oxide attacks human DNA and can take years to start showing up as cancers and other disease. There is arguably no safe dose for exposure. Leading expert in the study of vinyl chloride, Dr. Julianne Baer, agrees and says that nobody should be drinking the local water. According to Dr. Baer, vinyl chloride gets transported into homes via the groundwater. She says it comes out of the water, into the air, and that's really the major route of toxicity for the liver. It comes through the air. While some argue that burning it resolved these issues, that seems to be false. Dioxins are the deadly toxins behind Agent Orange, 
and DDT. They are generated when chlorinated chemicals like vinyl chloride burn. In fact, the exact reaction that happened in East Palestine when they decided to burn vinyl chloride and PVC pellets together was arguably the most efficient and deadly way of dispersing dioxins into the environment and could equate to being one of the biggest chemical weapons attacks in history. Some are saying that tens of millions of lives could now be at risk. And that number will keep growing so long as humanity dismisses these attacks as coincidence and continues to do nothing. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. I'm an old cow We're in our third third segment here, and uh, want to pitch the fact that Dr. Cassidy and I can help you get off narcotics, alcohol, tobacco, all kinds of addiction. So you can reach out to him, Dr. Joe Cassidy at Peachtree Health. He wants to check you over completely before we figure out what's the best thing to do for you, inpatient rehab, outpatient rehab, Suboxone, whatever. So call 530-749-3242, 749-3242. It's a landline. If you have problems getting through, just when you get through, if you try that way, if you finally get a person you can talk to, say you want an appointment with Dr. Cassidy for addiction, and um, if that's a problem, they can't get you on there, then you can. I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's cell number. Then I'm going to give you my cell number. You can call Joe Cassidy or text him, please, during the day, not night. Don't call him, please. Text him. 530-682-8648. 682-8648. Leave your name, your phone number, and need help with addiction. If you're anxious and you want to just talk to me about it, you're welcome to call me at 530-713-1838, 713-1838. So for you that uh, want to just get a hold of me about the show and you want to make a comment or you want to send me a clip or something, you could also that, use that same number, 530-713-1838. Or I don't think I mentioned this at the start of the show tonight. You can uh, email me at lou, L-O-U, at hostages radio.com that's no hostages plural no hostages radio.com you can email me there okay so um all right and let me mention one more uh these people are all believe in what we're doing here on this podcast so uh, i want to mention i got in fact i i just saw north valley paralegal texted me a little while ago so nelly garcia uh, does your le- does legal work that and uh, I highly recommend her. She's helped me many times, and others I know that have gone to her because of this show. She does great work. She's she's uh, reasonably priced. She's fair. She's honest. She is pleasant to deal with, and she works her fingers to the bone. She's at eleven ten Civic Center Boulevard, 
in Yuba City. That's Suite 202A, 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. That's right off Highway 20, right across from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department. And you can reach her at 530-751-9289, So I'm talking about Yuba College because they said recently their new president or chancellor said, uh, in fact, Wolf Fanning sent me her name and uh, she said they're going to go out and get some more um money they want to get another bond and they may want to build some uh, new dorms and and all kinds of stuff anyway i don't want to get all sidetracked on that i want to finish this so so doug houston uh figured out a way to refinance the debt that they were going to pay back like 50 some million dollars right they're going to pay back 12 dollars for every one dollar borrowed does anybody out there think that's a good idea 12 dollars back for every one dollar borrowed this is your school trustees. You trusted the operating of their school. So San Diego, in San Diego County, Poway Unified School District, they went out and sold $105 million in capital appreciation bonds. And you know what the payback is? $1 billion. $1 billion. So Doug Houston, who was no longer at the school, did some work to try to remedy or lessen the pain of the terrible bond decision. Horrible, incompetent, criminal. So they built, you know what they built with it? They didn't, they didn't redo the, you know, that, you know why it's called Yuba College? Because it's in Yuba County. That's where it started. Now it's over in Lake County. They got a, a big campus in uh, Woodland that they won't call it Yuba College. They want to be called Will Woodland Community College. But you know who pays for Woodland Community College? We do in Yuba County. You think, is that right? That's like, that's like going to a, a, a restaurant, paying for your meal, and then the waitress bringing you the check for the guy, the bill for the guy down, down the way in his table. And you got to pay his just because. So we found out that the majority of the money that was borrowed is not being spent on the Yuba campus, but is being spent on the Lake County or the Calusa County campus, Lake or Calusa. There's eight counties that Yuba College has in its sphere of influence. So there's people from those eight counties that vote on these bonds. But but uh, it's not the whole county. So six are portions of counties. Two are the entire county. Yuba and Sutter, it's the entire county. Why do you think that is? It's because that's where Yuba College started. You know what Yuba College, they said, oh, well, the buildings were too uh, in too bad a shape to fix up. As if that's it, they just magically one day they were all painted and, and heated and in good shape, and then they came back after Christmas vacation and they were just terrible. They say it's like, oh, they didn't, it's like somebody else had the responsibility to manage those buildings. 
Do you know there's buildings in town here that are older than Yuba College and still being used and fixed up and remodeled and painted? Oh, well, it, you know, it's amazing at schools. Oh, we can't afford to do that at a school. You have to, we just knock them down and start all over. It's so fascinating. I see pictures of like these old schools like Harvard and stuff, and it looks really old. What was Harvard built in the 1800s or Yale and all those? When I went to Marysville High School, half on, on the northern half of the school campus on the north north side of 19th Street, that school was built in the 1920s. I think it was finished in the 20s. And then the school on the south side of the street, you know, Shazam, Shazam. It used to be Yuba College right there across from the high school in Marysville. And they're still using that old, I put quotes around it, Yuba College on 19th Street in Marysville. They're still using those buildings for a high school. But since then, when they moved out to Linda in the 50s, probably, and built that campus out there, now they just shoved the buildings over. Now they want more money and they think, oh, well, we're going to, you know, somebody actually posted on Facebook that, well, they painted, that you know, they painted, they did some painting. People, they took $50 million. Yep. Yeah, paint's expensive today, just recently. Paint? You can't even paint a building? You can't stop the roof from leaking? Listen, people, they're allowing the Linda campus to fall to hell in a handbasket and fall apart, run off the road. The wheels are running off that college campus, and you look at these super ultra-modern woodland or Lake County or Calusa, and they're drop-dead gorgeous. How does that work? Why should Yuba and Sutter County voters all across the county not just vote on them, but it's on our taxes. Look at your taxes. And all those bonds are listed on your taxes. In addition to Yuba County taxes are listed. All these bonds for all these schools. Do you find it fascinating that the the budget of the state of California is all being eaten up by education, but they don't include any for the campuses. It's all just salaries for teachers and administrators you know i was talking to a supervisor the other day andy vasquez and he reminded me which i had read the same thing that in the last 10 20 30 40 years or something like that population in schools has gone up just several percent but the amount of administrators has gone up 87 percent people we we are top heavy with people that aren't even teaching kids. And I've always thought it's fascinating. They go out and get these bonds, they build these campuses, and they don't spend any money on maintenance. They spend it all on salaries. The teachers think they deserve every bit of the, of the money that's in the budget on salaries. And then the buildings fall apart, and then they go out and try to get more bonds. Do you know what we're saying here? These bonds at Yuba College are not going to get paid for till way after most of you are dead. And they're, now they're, uh, 
2048, 49, and 50. That's 20-some years from now. The Have you ever, anybody ever tell you you shouldn't buy cars on time because by the time you pay that car off, you're already needing a new car in, in many cases. You just get farther and farther and farther behind. These guys are making really bad decisions at Yuba College. And these Woodland people, they threw a fit recently because they wanted $1.2 or $1.9 million for a soc- new soccer field down there at Woodland. And they, when the, super, when the uh, trustees said, oh, we, don't, we can't do that, we're not going to do it, it's $1.9 million for a soccer field, for a soccer program and field. $1.9 million for a soccer program. Do you think you could put together a soccer program and field for less than $1 million, $1.9 million? So the trustees that represent that area of Woodland, they threw a fit. They said, you don't give us some money. We're going to pull out of the district and, and join a different college district. I thought, hey, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Just get it on, dude. Get out. Why would we spend, you know, you know that Woodland's in Yolo County, right? And do you know that Yolo, all the Yolo County taxpayers don't have to support the college? In other words, the bonds are not being paid off by all the Yolo County taxpayers. Why should we be building a college over there? It's the same reason we ask the question, why should Sutter County supervisors spend hundreds of thousands of they spend, actually, they spent over a half a million dollars on traffic studies in Placer County. Why would you do that? Why should we do that? If developers want to develop Sutter Point, why don't they pay that? Why would Sutter County taxpayers have to pay for a development of a subdivision in a new city down near Sacramento? Why should Sutter County taxpayers? They shouldn't. They're getting screwed by the by their own government. Have you ever noticed of recent years that the government seems to be the enemy of the people, whether it's the city council or the county supervisors or the state legislature? says here, if, if the U, U, Yuba uh, College Community District cannot support the needs of our community, perhaps we need to look at joining another district that will. As faculty members at WCC, that's Woodland Community College, we urge our community to contact the Woodland trustees, Jesse Ortiz and Sue Alves, to let the board know that the community will not stand for divisive leadership. You know what I'm not wanting to stand for? I don't want to pay for these bonds. I voted against him. I don't think Brent Hasey's still paying paying his fair share. Why doesn't he pay ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year since he is so much for it? He's got a lot of money. I don't. I don't want to pay for it. It's a total ripoff, folks. Poway. They, 
They got $105 million and they're going to pay back a billion dollars. Listen, people will never catch up. It's the same thing. CalPERS, same thing. They're, they're building the debt, the debt of CalPERS. That's California. Pension program for employees. Public California, public employees retirement system, CalPERS. Have you ever heard of a thing where where you have a sheriff and he retires and you paid him when he worked because you paid taxes, but then your kids and your grandkids will continue to pay for his retirement or her retirement? Does that make sense to you? Have you ever heard anything like that? It's like you go buy groceries and you eat the groceries You pay them, you pay for the groceries, but then you have to pay on an ongoing basis throughout your kids' lives and their grandkids' lives for that same bag of groceries. That's just crazy, people. That's what they call a Charles Ponzi scheme. Have you ever heard the thing that's a Ponzi scheme? Look it up on your internet, Charles Ponzi, P-O-N-Z-I. The guy did exactly what CalPERS is doing, and he spent, I think, maybe his, almost his life in prison when they finally caught up to him. He was expecting the first investors to get paid benefits without ever investing their money or making any money on the money, on the money that they gave him. They, he just kept asking for more money from new investors, and he kept giving, he robbed Peter to pay Paul. Until finally Peter ran out of money and Paul didn't have any money. He couldn't keep the investors coming in fast enough to pay off the debt he was creating. Charles Ponzi. Bernie Madoff did the same type of thing. Listen, these guys got nothing on CalPERS or on these college districts or this Marysville City Council. These guys totally screwed the public. They have some sort of fiduciary duty, some sort of integrity, some sort of ethical uh, commitment for the people, and they ripped them off and walked away, never having to face any responsibility. It's crazy, people. And now they want to go for more bonds. It's crazy. You can go to watch a Facebook site. Let me see if I can quote it to you. I keep forgetting the name of the site. I have it written down here, I think. Sutter County say no to new taxes. Facebook site. Go check it out and watch what's being posted there. It's also being posted on my Facebook site, Live with Lou. Go read the articles. They're amazing. They're shocking. They're shockingly good. We need to stop this, people. They, the trustees should not have a right to take us to debtor's prison. To take us to debtor's prison. That's what's going on. Getting totally ripped off. All right, I'm going to take a break, and we'll be right back. I got this a half to show. We got three more seconds. You ain't got to be so bad. You got to be so cold. 
Since their inception in 1800, they've been the party of slavery. And after slavery, they became the party of the Confederacy. After that, they started killing black people during Jim Crow era. You're voting for a party that tells you they are going to abort children up to the ninth month, castrate little boys, and call them little girls, mutilate little girls, and cut off their breasts and give them puberty blockers. And you don't think you're going to be held responsible? As we look at the Democratic Party and the chaos that they've reigned, on our community, our young men, our young women. I have to ask you to look at what they've done to us. Look at what they've done to us. Look at what they've done to us. The Democratic Party is a death machine. Whatever they rule, they destroy. That's what they do. They destroy. They decided to try to infiltrate the black community, and they didn't have any success until they met somebody. Who did they meet? Martin Luther King. And this is where we went wrong. He made sure that he bought the black vote to the Democrat Party. They used the black vote to commandeer the most powerful country in the world. He who the Son has freed is free indeed. Once you accept him, you are free. Anybody in the Democratic Party that tells you any different, he's a liar, he's an apostate, he's the front to God, and he should be rejected by any Christian walking on this earth. And he's inviting you to go to hell with him. Don't go with him. Don't go. As we told you, Lee Meng Yang was one of the first people to tell the truth in the United States, a great personal cause. She was there. She joins us now. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. You said three years ago that you believe that this virus was intentionally released by the government you once worked for, the government of China. Today, we're hearing in this leak to the Wall Street Journal that it was accidental. Do you believe this leak was accidental or intentional? Hi, Tucker. Thank you for having me again. First, I really want to appreciate you and also Fox News have been taking so much efforts pursuing the truth of COVID origin. Without your help, there won't be such milestone achievement. And I want to tell, of course, it was not an accident. And maybe for people who don't have this kind of biosafety lab three or four uh, experience, uh, experience on coronavirus, maybe it's easy for them to accept the accident 
resident and lab leak. However, I'm the scientist working in such lab using coronavirus, and I can tell you, based on the print, uh, protocol and also the other uh, surveillance uh, system, it will be impossible for the lab leak accidentally happened in such lab and cause the Wuhan outbreak and also the pandemic. So definitely, now we just reached to the first step. It was from China's lab, and we need to pursue the uh, truth of origin, and we need to keep going on. We know the Chinese government allowed its infected citizens to travel in huge groups to Western Europe in the early days of the pandemic. That was intentional. But you believe the whole thing, they came up with this virus and they unleashed it on the world to destroy the Western economies and to elevate their own position globally. I want to uh, uh, emphasize one thing is, I would say based on the evidence and the source I have that the lab, uh, the a virus was intentionally brought out of this strict lab and released in the community. However, I don't think the outbreak in Wuhan was intentional. I would say it was because CCP government and the military scientists underestimate the transmissibility. That's why finally it got out of control and caused a local, uh, local outbreak. However, we should know that CCP government intentionally to let it go all over the world to kill millions of people all over the world later. We just have to hope and pray that you will be interviewed by many other journalists in this country over the coming weeks. Now that this has been confirmed, you're an eyewitness to it. You have, a, I think, a credible story to tell, and I, and I really hope you're no longer ignored. I appreciate your coming on again tonight. Li Ming Young, thank you so much. Thank you, Taki. second half here, and I want to mention that uh, if you're up in the Yuba Sutter or Butte County or Nevada County, Calusa County, Sacramento County, Placer County, the adjacent counties to Sutter County, uh, there's a good conference coming up that's taught a couple times a year here locally. And uh, it is also taught around the world. It's called the Isaiah 61 conference and it's about deliverance supernatural deliverance of the demonic and it's being we've been teaching it for about 20 years it seems like but uh it's a very good conference it's free there is a workbook if you want to keep uh, like a syllabus if you want one but you could come and just sit and take notes to your heart's desire for free and it's monday through friday starting this coming monday and uh so this show should appear on the uh, 4th, and so the 5th, and then the 6th. So it starts on the 6th, and it runs 6 through 10. And uh, it's during the day and in the evening, so it's not something if you can't take part of it, you can't take any of it. You can dip in when you can get there. So it is during the day, and they do a lot of praying over people during breaks. They teach, and then they, they split up and pray over people and help them with their issues. And uh, but there's teaching at night 
and there's and so you know during the day they take lunch break dinner break etc etc they teach at night and so um, anyway you can go on to churchofgladtidings.com and go to events and you can click on Isaiah 61 it'll tell tell the schedule probably but uh, it starts Monday I'm not sure whether it's Monday at 9 a.m. or Monday evening but uh, you can check it out online and uh, or you can call if you can't figure it out online you can call the uh, church at 530-671-3160 671-3160 and they will help you um, get there that's free you hear what I said it's free it's uh, I have I know many people that have taken it many times and they said every time they take it it's just amazing so that's about all I'm going to say if that doesn't get it for you obviously you don't want to go uh, I want to mention thriftyrooter.net thrifty rooter they are located all over the northern California area Yuba Sutter Butte uh, Calusa Nevada oh they're even down in Placer they do uh, uh, let's see they do the city of Lincoln, which is big now, big. So Thrifty Ritter, clean out your lines. You got any blockage, they will make those lines hum. Actually, to find out exactly what they do, go to thriftyrooter.net. It's a great little website. And it tells all the cool things that they do. And some people think, oh, they just clean out a line. But actually, they have these big tanker trucks that can pump those septic tanks out. And boy, I've had to do that when I've lived on, on septic. And when something doesn't work right, they can come and relieve the pressure so you can work, give you time to work on it and use it at the same time. So Thrifty Rooter, you can reach them very easy. They have dispatchers. You could call their landline at 530-673-8201. 673-8201. Guy talked to me the other day. He called me Sunday morning or Saturday morning. I was getting ready to do the show and and then he called me later. He had a blockage in his house. And he said, called Thrifty Rooter. They were there at about, oh, within the same hour. And it took about 30 minutes and they were gone and fixed his problem. And he said it had been an ongoing problem. You know, it's kind of like when you get roots in the line and you're just blockage all the time, right? And then, but he said they think they, they got it fixed for the long haul. So the other people I want to mention uh, today is, uh, Greenitz Construction, Dave Greenitz. It's green with E-T-Z on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. You can go there and look at the photos of his work. He does kitchens and baths. That's his specialty. Sounds like, to me, he's getting a little caught up. So greenitzconstruction.com, but he's got beautiful photos there before and after. You can see what he can do and uh, what his crews. He's got multiple crews, and they are also doing a lot of bathrooms. They do bathrooms and kitchens, and they are known for that. They'll also remodel other parts of the house. You want to do the entryway and upgrade your patio area, build a outdoor uh, room outdoors for your barbecue and all that kind of stuff, and trick it out around the pool. They do all that kind of stuff. They also, they what they used to do, which I think they're probably going to need to do, is they used to put these whole house fans in to get the heat you don't want to get the heat out now, right? But when it's a couple of months from now, you will be. And um, that gets the heat out of the attic, so you don't have to run that big air conditioner anymore. I'm spending right now more on my utility bill than I did when I bought the house, my payments. The, my utility bill is bigger than my house payments when I bought this house. Unbelievable. Is that unbelievable? If God didn't want me here, I'd be moving myself. 
but I think God wants me right here, so I'm just going to pay them payments. And uh, so let me go on back down here. I want to mention a couple things that my friend Dan sent me. Dan's been, there's some people out there, man, been working hard and trying to help me do a better job. And um, let me see if I can find where I was. Here we go. So this, what they're saying here, you hear of myocarditis. You ever heard of myocarditis? And I remember, you know, all these heart diseases before COVID, I didn't even, I've been educated on all this stuff. I never heard of myocarditis, periocarditis before. I know, I know you doctors. I'm not a doctor. I didn't take the class. So it's just like, hey, I got heart problems. How's about that? So, um, there's a report now that 53% myocarditis has been found in 53% of people that are being checked. Pretty bad, huh? Myocarditis is a, is the a, uh, deterioration of your heart lining. You know, when the heart's gone, the party's over. Doesn't matter how good your brain is. It's gone. It's gone. So, um, and more and more people are dropping dead and having severe health problems, as I mentioned earlier. And, uh, okay, let me just move on down here. I thought I had something else. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to let that go. So I told you about the borrowing. So wherever you are in the world, <clears throat> your jurisdictions are all out looking for money. And I'm just putting the warning out there for you. If you don't pay attention, you don't say, no, 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 you better not. They, You know, it's amazing to me. They do not have to go out and get you to vote for it. Have you heard of East Palestine? I don't know why they call it Palestine. But, you know, the city in, in uh, Pennsylvania. I don't know why they don't call it East Palestine. They call it East Palestine. Where the train wreck was. So Mike Adams, uh, the health ranger, he's got nat natural news. I think it's .com, naturalnews.com or .org. They talked about dioxins. You ever hear about Agent Orange killing people? We talked a little bit about it last week. Dioxins are always created when chlorinated compounds are burned when a, within a certain temperature range. They're, they're also the most deadly chemical compounds that, can, that people know about. And they can be toxic at parts per quadrillion concentrations. I can't even get my mind wrapped around that. that let's just say kills you easily. Put another way, it seems that they cause toxic effects on the human body at concentrations at 1,000 times, 100,000 times. Do you know what glyphosate is? Glyphosate is a weed killer like Roundup. That, that's the brand name. But it's glyphosate. And so when you spray it on weeds, it's absorbed into the weed. It doesn't burn the, the tops off the weeds. It's absorbed right into the uh, pores of the weeds. And goes right down in the roots and kills them. So the 
the con the toxic effects on the human body is at concentrations 100,000 times lower than glyphosate phosphate so if you've heard those uh those attorneys on the media saying we'll sue if you if you use roundup and you have cancer they will help you sue the government sue uh roundup the roundup people monsanto so th- so this dioxins have a tox- toxic impact on your body when they're 100,000 times less effective than the glyphosate glyphosate that you use to to spray your weeds. You got it? You know how you put one ounce in a gallon of water or two ounces in a gallon of water or three ounces in a gallon of water? Well, this is toxic at 100,000 times less. You would put a drop, a tiny drop of glyphosate in the water. Yet the EPA and Ohio authorities, I guess uh, I get confused whether it's in Ohio or, or Pennsylvania. I think it's in Ohio, and the drift of the chemicals is going into Pennsylvania. It's amazing that the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, and Ohio authorities all refuse to test down there for dioxins. Or at least they refuse to release the test numbers publicly. No doubt they already have their own secret dioxin test results, and they have panicked over those numbers, trying to figure out how to sweep the whole problem under the rug without having to face the reality of an evacuation order that will likely soon be necessary. Wouldn't it be amazing if they had to just tell all the people of East Palestine, go get a new house in another city, and we'll buy it for you and just buy up the whole piece of property. The entire town of East Palestine or Palestine may ultimately be condemned, raised, and decontaminated, according to Mike Adams. Instead, the EPA is spreading the toxic waste across multiple states. Are you, you live in one of them? I don't want to be in one of them. The recent effort to ship over a million gallons of this toxic waste to Texas was thwarted over the weekend. With the EPA now redirecting that toxic waste to Indiana and Ohio. Now there's the issue of tens of thousands of farms downwind from the disaster and the countless families who depend on those farms for food and livelihoods. If there really were no dioxins to be found, the EPA should have already conducted tests, found nothing, released all the, all clear, baby. We're good. We're good. You're, the land is in remission. So these are eight areas that are contradictions to what the EPA story is, the U.S. government story. Don't you feel, did I say this earlier? I think I probably did. That Don't you feel that the, your enemy is, has become the U.S. government? Number one, why are we told by the EPA that vinyl chloride toxic ignition fallout fumes are perfectly safe to live with can you believe this but carbon dioxide of all things do you know what you breathe out when you breathe in oxygen and you breathe out carbon dioxide that is worse than dioxins vinyl chloride toxic ignition that's worse carbon dioxide is so bad 
that we can't drill oil anymore. We can't have a gas stove anymore. Carbon dioxide is so toxic, yet they're not even going to test for dioxins. Carbon dioxide, if you're young, did you realize that every plant on the, on the planet depends on carbon dioxide for photosynthesis and growth, makes plants really green? But we're being told in schools that it's a deadly pollutant. Do you think they're talking about it? That what came out of that train card is a deadly pollutant? I'm telling you, that product out of the train car will kill you. Carbon dioxide ain't killing people. <clears throat> Number two, why are we told that the toxic chemical runoff from the firefighting water? Remember the firefighters blew water on it after they lit it up? And before? So let's think of this. Logically, use your head. Why were we told that the toxic chemical runoff from the firefighting water, you know how they spray water on and then it goes down the ground and runs all around? So that water sprayed on the chemical fire is so toxic that it has to be injected deep under underground so that it won't s surface for a thousand years, thousands of years. We got to inject it down there. They're not into fracking. But you've got to inject this water down there, and so it disappears for thousands of years. But also that the land and water where all the chemicals rained down is now perfectly safe, and there's nothing to worry about. So the water that was just runoff from the firefighting is super toxic, ultra toxic, manic toxic, mega toxic. But the chemicals that rain down is now perfectly safe and there's nothing to worry about. That's number two. Number three, if the Texas-based hazardous waste disposal company called Texas Molecular is already licensed to dispose of this very product called vinyl chloride, then why didn't the railroad just mop up the vinyl chloride and send it to Texas Molecular instead of setting it on fire creating millions of gallons of contaminated firefighting water. Why would they do that? Don't you think that's odd? There's a company in Texas that takes this product. They mop it up and they, they fix it. They take it back with them. Now Texas doesn't want the chemicals that they want to get out, the contaminated ground. You'd only be dealing with a few hundred thousand gallons of toxins instead of millions of gallons of toxic water plus toxic cloud fallout, whatever. Whatever happened to the idea of containment? Number four, what are, why are both the EPA and Ohio State authorities completely unwilling to test the surrounding farms for dioxins? But they claim everything is safe enough for families, children, and pregnant women to return. When would children start being born with defects? You know, like, oh, yeah, the, the, the jab from COVID is safe and effective, right? Well tested. But then we get hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of women in the military that lose their children in the first month of pregnancy since they took the jab. Oh, well, you know, we don't know what that... We, it take us 10, 20, 30 years to figure this out. 300% increase, I think it is. Miscarries. 
So now they're saying dioxins is perfectly safe. But what about if they come out with birth defects and missing limbs? Do you ever know anybody that's had a missing limb? I do. Something went wrong. They're still nice people, but they wish they had all their limbs. Number five, why do people already who already left East Palestine and healed uh, from their original exposure start getting sick again when they return to East Palestine? Many of them are saying that they, when they leave, they feel better, and when they come back, they feel sick again after they've been gone a while. Do you think if kids start coming out with defects, they'll, do, they'll give them the Tiffany Dover treatment? Oh, you don't know what the Tiffany Dover treatment is? Do you ever remember in the early days of the jab when they showed medical personnel bravely standing up to take the jab and how it was just nothing to worry about? And Tiffany Dover, a nurse, an RN, been around needles for her whole career, fell right over, collapsed, and we never heard from her again. Some people said they saw a, a obituary or death certificate. But she has never, like, testified. She's never never said, I'm doing just great. Sorry, passed out. A little weak, weak in the knees there, taking a needle. Nope, she's just gone. Gone, gone, gone. Tiffany Dover, Tiffany Dover, Tiffany Dover, Tiffany Dover. So now it's a term, will they Tiffany Dover the babies that are damaged? Because Tiffany is a young woman dead from the jab. Every decision, number six, every decision made by authorities about how to handle the chemicals had the result of spreading them. Isn't that amazing to me? When they lit that thing up, did that surprise you? It just totally blew my mind. I have never heard of such a thing. Did you see them, how black? That mushroom cloud was. This guy said, you couldn't write a better script on how to spread toxic chemicals across multiple states, running the toxic water to Texas and Indiana while unleashing a toxic cloud over multiple northeastern states. If containment was the goal, the EPA failed miserably. Number seven, if, if East Palestine first responders had 1.8 million gallons of water to spray on the fire that officials ignited. Then they also had enough water to put out the initial small fires. Remember the small fires? Why didn't they, if they had enough money, if they had, an, they put 1.8 million gallons of water on that fire. But then they said, oh, well, we burn it because we didn't have enough water to put out the initial small fires that they claimed place the tanker cars at risk remember when they said the all these little fires are placing the tanker cars at risk and we don't want them to blow up then they decided to blow them up does that make sense to you they emptied the cars on the ground and lit it all on fire saving the the cars from shrapneling all over the neighborhood listen people these guys are bs and everybody they had millions of gallons they had plenty of water to put out that fire why didn't they just put it out 
Number eight, we are told that they had to set fire to the vinyl chloride, which had been emptied from the rail tanker cars in order to prevent the risk of a tanker car explosion causing shrapnel injuries. But if the vinyl chloride was already emptied from the tanker cars, the shrapnel explosion risk was gone. How does that work? Don't you feel like we're just being lied to? All right, I need to take a break. I'll be right back. Communists, communists thought selfishness, selfishness could be cast out of human nature. Russian revolutionaries spoke of the new Soviet man who wasn't motivated by self-interest, but instead wanted to be part of a collective. No, it turns out he wanted to be on a yacht in a Gucci tracksuit holding a vodka and a prostitute. What, what does a guy get from a, a woman that he couldn't get from a cook, a cleaner and a hooker? Cool. Probably. No, no, no. So, You're right. Probably in, if it's just the woman with relationship, definitely it would be loyalty and the stability of that woman. Your right. cook could so, leave. She might say, oh, she needs all of those people. There's no, mm-hmm. it, it would be the stability and the loyalty. Definitely. Right, I'm but, not saying any, that that's not wrong. But. Right. Mm. And that's, but that goes back to like why it's better to date girls with lower body counts because they're more loyal. Yeah, but that's I don't I don't know about all of that. Mm. So if a girl's if a girl's if a girl's a virgin if a girl's a virgin on her wedding night, she has an eighty percent chance of a happy marriage. If she sleeps with more than five people, it drops down to thirty percent. Some time ago, I I met with a uh, well-known TV uh, newsman, and I asked him why is it that when I look on television and I see what black spokesmen are saying, that I see them saying diametrically the opposite of what I hear in the black community what I see in Gallup polls and other polls. For example, that blacks in this country uh, support voucher systems two to one. Uh, blacks in this country um, prefer more strict enforcement of crime laws, op- are opposed to quota systems in employment or college admission, uh, and have never had a majority in favor of busing. And yet when I look at the TV news, an entirely different world is created before my eyes on that tube. And he said to me, well, we can, uh, we can put Ben Hooks or Jesse Jackson on TV, but we can't put the Gallup poll on TV. Buckle up, gonna be a rocky mount. Why people 
dropping, y'all just talking in the coffee lounge. I see people mocking, tell it's you upon that soggy ground. Man, look who talking, man, you rocking with the Nazis now? First they take the guns, then make you comply with the mandates. You gon' rip it from my dead hands, ain't no band-aid. Ain't dying from your juice, I didn't take it. Ain't in a trans state, you can't have this body. Pure blood, that's my campaign. Bodies, bodies. This is what they wanted, dropping bodies. Every time I turn the TV on, they dropping bodies. Chicago ain't got nothing on these bodies. They dropping left and right, we try to tell you about these bodies. Hey, we try to tell you about these bodies. But you didn't want to listen about these bodies. And now you might be dropping like a body. Cause this is what they wanted, take a look at all the bodies. One, two, three, four, bodies dropping on the floor. I say we assemble, take up arms, declare another. Donald Trump is compromised, man, forget the other four I don't follow men no more, now sit back and watch me roar All of a sudden, bodies dropping by the dozen Now you buzzing, let me guess, now you gon' blame it on the Russians See your cousin drop, she was healthy, she didn't have the muffin top They got you to take the poke, you only had a sudden cough Crazy, they dumb me down when they come around And now you're pushing up daisies Put the guard down for a curb, you let them poke you with the gravy now you're watching sports and bodies dropping all over the court. Bodies. Bodies. This is what they wanted, dropping bodies. Every time I turn the TV on, they dropping bodies. Chicago ain't got nothing on these bodies. They dropping left and right, we try to tell you about these bodies. Hey, we try to tell you about these bodies. But you didn't want to listen about these bodies. There must be some kind of way out of here. Said a joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman, there to drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. No, right, I want to give a shout out to Elite Universal Security. That's my friend, Monty Hecker. And they do a great job, and they are really looking for help up in the north state, all over the north state of California, all the way up to the Oregon border, all the way up to Wairica. They even, all through Butte County, they need help. So if you want a job as a guard, they will train you. They can do a lot of the training online. And uh, so you can go on their website. EliteUniversalSecurity.com, check it out, or API-Academy.com, API-Academy.com. And uh, they, you can find out about what they have offered. They will also do you a job. They will take care of your security needs. And uh, Monty Hecker is a great advocate and counselor. And he will really, it isn't just, oh, you just pay him to drive around their property. No, they do a lot more than that. So you give them a call at 530-749-0280 and tell them I said to come over there. 749-0280. They have dispatchers there, so you can call just about any time of the night or day. But Monty Hecker is a guy I usually deal with. And uh, also I wanted to mention the plumbing doctor. That's Ted Holmes. He just got back from Mexico working on orphanages down there. I got him involved down there in 1987. He's still at it down there, fixing up things. He he built in the big. Now he's repairing things that he built new 20 years ago. 
So he runs a plumbing doctor. They're a good group. In fact, they they fix something. I think the plumbing doctor fixed a friend of mine's stuff one during the show here a week or two ago. He had a plug. 530-671-9111. They serve Yuba Sutter counties. 530-671-9111. They have they not only clean out lines, they put in new shower fixtures, they cut into your wall, they will put in new pipes. Uh, they will replumb things, uh, bring in new water lines. They do lots of cool stuff, and they do it well. And they've done all kinds of stuff, replaced the toilets in my house to save me spending so much money on cow water. They put a new hot water heater. They've, they've uh, fixed pipes that broke, not just cleaned out pipes. They fixed stuff that br- just cracked because of old age. So give them a shot at 530-671-9111. Uh, okay. All right, I'm just going down here, and I'm going to uh, pick out... some good things to talk about here because I don't always have a little bit more than than I do have to talk about, but I want to uh, pick out the best stuff I like. So, uh, man, I'll tell you what, you know, that funky smoke, you know, these guys, I, I, I don't know, I can't go back and go over that. They lied so much to these people. Have you ever seen how oil, if you, or gasoline, you spill a little gasoline and it gets on the ground and there's a little pot of water there and how it turns rainbow-like, you know, different colors, gasoline or maybe a little oil on water. There was a creek that was running that the all the water was like that rainbow color. I thought, how can you ever drink that? They said all kinds of animals were were dying, critters, animals. How about this? This is... You know, sometimes people don't want any conflict. You just want to have your rights. Rights aren't free. You want your rights, but you don't want to have any fighting for them. So if somebody stands in the way of your rights, you just say, oh, well, oh, I thought I had them, but maybe I don't. No worry. My bad. Go home. So I'm going to talk to you about standing up for right in a minute but first i want to talk to you about randy mitchell who's my friend who runs the upper bar upper cut barber shops that he now has changed the name to the Uppercut social club because he now has created a private membership association where he's not going to be in contract with the state of california who is extorting money from people in various professions and suggesting that somehow they need a license to perform at a higher level. Licenses never did cause people to perform at a higher level. It's just a way to extract money and have control over your life. So Randy Mitchell got into it with the state of California because he, not because he tried to molest a kid. No, that's what the state do. That's what the state does. Not because they raped a woman. No, that's what the state politicians do. Not because they stole any money. No, that's what the state politicians do and the agencies do. Not because he tried to get money from the state for not working. No, that's what a lot of the other people do. 
the barbers that work with Randy could not get any loans, no SBA loans, no PPP loans for payroll checks. So they went back to work and they were cutting hair and for the terrible, egregious crime against humanity of cutting people's hair, the government took away all their licenses. Then when they stayed open, they said, well, now you're operating without a license and now we're going to take you to court. So now Randy Mitchell is fighting in court for the terrible, unbelievable, unmentionable crime of cutting hair, and they're all pretending in court that he committed a terrible crime. These guys are a piece of work down in Placer County. So he has shops in Placer and Roseville, you know, in Placer County, Wheatland, that's Yuba County, Marysville, Yuba County, Yuba City Mall, that's Yuba City, Sutter County, and then up in Chico Mall. And so the state has come to the big mall, the malls in Chico and Marysville or in Yuba City, and th- and leaned on the mall to throw Randy's salon out, close his his shop. Do you think he gets any help from anybody like James Gallagher or any help from any supervisor? He gets nothing. The one person that's been a support to him has been Sheriff, Yuba Sheriff, Wendell Anderson. He has consumer affairs perverts videoing his shop in Roseville while he's going through court. I said, if they ever show up in Marysville, I'm going to do a citizen's arrest right out in front of them. I'm bringing Marysville police over and I'm going to accuse them of pedophilia. Taking pictures of little boys going in and getting their hair cut. I ain't going for it. So what I, here's what I want you to do. Most people will just say, oh, I hate it when that happens. Uh, you just have to you just have to say I'm sorry and pay the government thousands of dollars. No. Right now I'm flipping the government the bird right here today. No, we're not going to do that. So in court, when he was in court a couple of weeks ago, the D.A. so stupid. Said this guy's so arrogant or something along those lines, that while we took his license away, he, after we took his license away, he started two more shops. And Randy responded, the reason I started two more shops is that because you closed down all the barbershops, the ones that obeyed you went out of business, went broke, and had no way to earn a living, so they came to work for me at new shops. You know, it's pretty easy when you work for the government and you can do whatever you want. You can masturbate on government time. You can molest women on multiple time. You can molest kids on multiple time. You can stay home and do nothing on multiple time and smoke weed or drink wine. And yet you you harass small people that are struggling to make a living because you created a fraudulent disease and close down society and run society for them. They can't go here. They can't take their kids to school. They can't go on vacation. They can't visit their grandma. They can't visit mother-in-law. They can't do this. They can't, they can't fly. They can't do this. They can't do that. They run society, and the same people that are responsible for ruining our society now are trying to destroy a person that says, what you did was wrong. I'm in the right. So I'm going to ask you to do something. 
You know, Americans have just become pussies, and they think they can get anything they want for doing nothing, just sitting around breathing. They think that somebody's got, something's going to actually get done. If we're going to stand up for rights, we need to stand with Randy because once they burn through Randy, they're coming after you and me. So on March 23, let me see, at the courthouse in in Roseville. I don't think I have that. Anyway, let me tell you about it. On March 23, we want you to come to the courthouse in Roseville. And uh, at by noon, and bring a picket sign. Make one yourself, or bring an American flag or something. And stand up for an hour or two with us and protest the trial against Randy Mitchell. Now, when we take a break here, I'll look up the address. I know I got it somewhere. And... Uh, I will give you the address. Um, doggone it. I had it here in a minute. Uh, let me see. Okay. Let me see if I can get it. I left my paperwork in the other room, and I don't want to stop here to do that. Anyway, March 23 at noon in Roseville at the courthouse. I guess I'll have to to go grab my stuff here in a minute, and uh, I'll give you the address. But please, let's stand up to support him. You don't have to do anything. Just stand up and uh, hold a sign. Uh, You can make a sign about... COVID crimes or set Randy free or barbering isn't a crime. We shouldn't have to pay the state to cut hair. Something you can come up with something creative. So anyway, let's go down. We're hoping to get a couple hundred people down there and uh, take a stand. And uh, anyway, I'm trying to look at this, see if I can find this this address down there i know he sent it to me and i have it printed out uh let me see if i can find it here you got a second i got a second we're good because i have it on a i have it on my computer here Here it comes. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, the address is uh, the Placer County Courthouse is 10820-10820 Justice Center Drive. 10820 Justice Center Drive, Roseville. Very simple. And it's going to be in Department 30. So maybe some people would like to go in and sit and listen to the court. I think it would be very entertaining. So, uh, And please, if you're in the area of Marisol, Wheatland, Yuba City, Chico, Roseville, uh, go in and get haircuts from some of his barbers. I, I I purposely go in and spend money there because I want to help them be successful because the government is really taking them to the cleaners. So, uh, okay, will you do that for me? Let's let's take a stand. Let's you know, 
it's in it's in a you know we win when we fight we do not win when we we're not willing to fight when we concede when we're passive that's giving giving it over to the enemy which unfortunately i don't like to say this often but it's our government has become our enemy they lied to us they've cheated us they've defrauded us uh they've they've just ripped us off over and over and over again now i want to talk about have you you know who scott adams is scott adams uh was a cartoonist is that what you call him and he created a comic strip called dilbert you remember that i i don't get a paper so i don't see these things anymore and so he's been very successful. He's a political podcaster now, and maybe he was in business at one time as well. But he created this uh, very popular comic strip that was syndicated called Dilbert. So uh, in a poll, he made a comment recently that many people now are trying to cancel him or are canceling him and not running Dilbert anymore. Uh, but it's kind of at the end of his run. I don't know. It's in a few, newspa- few newspapers that stop running Dilbert. But uh, anyway, here's what happens. Very interesting. So they're in a Rasmussen poll. Americans were asked this question, whether it's okay to be white. Well, I happen to be white. So, but when black people were questioned, 53% said it was okay to be white. It's amazing. Only 53%, right? 26% said it wasn't okay to be right, right, and 21% weren't sure. So that's 47% either said it wasn't okay to be white. Listen, people, that's the definition of racism. Uh, that means to say, that says that nearly half of black Americans are quite simply racist. Uh And the term, it's okay to be white, actually has its own Wikipedia page, I'm told. It's a slogan which originated as part of an organized alt-right trolling campaign on the website 4chan discussing discussion board in 2017. So anyway, here's what happened. Uh if Rasmussen's numbers are to be credited, in other words, if you believe if you believe him to be true, Adams said, in a, in a laid back way, he's a cool guy. The best if those if those numbers are true, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell. I'm I'm quoting him: get the hell away from black people. That's what he said. He just said, hey, if that's true that black half black half of black people think it's not okay to be white, then I wouldn't want to hang out with him. But he went on and talked about more, but he was brutally honest about the problems that exist in the black neighborhoods. He said, back off from trying to help black Americans that if half of them hate us, if they're anti-white, he said it doesn't make any sense. So all kinds of people, big big newspapers dropped Dilbert. They said, oh, you're a racist. In other words, you can't point out racism because that's racist. All he was doing was po- pointing out what the results of the survey said. 
right? That's all he was doing. If almost half of black Americans do indeed feel that way, there must be something fundamentally not okay about whites. So why not give the blacks a white birth? He goes on to talk about the the trouble in the, uh, he said, all over America, outrageous assertions that, for example, hundreds of innocent blacks are gunned down every year by white cops. That's not true. But it's it's what's repeated over and over again. It's just not true. And uh, the and then nobody wants to talk about the incredible scale of violent black on black crime that 90 some percent, maybe 95 percent of all black homicides are committed black on black, not white on black. Prominent figures from the Speaker of the House. Celebrated George Floyd. Memorialized him. He's a dead thug. You know, I, I work with thugs. Just because you a thug dies did not make him a martyr or a nice person. He, George Floyd was an addict criminal, a dead thug. Now they, now they consider him a martyr. It's crazy, people. Paranoid whites chanted Black Lives Matter slogan. These black is a total extortion. These people walked away with millions of dollars, did not help people, and, and bought all kinds of fancy property. School teachers hung Black Lives Matter flags in their classrooms and made up stories about how they shouldn't be white and stuff. The people that are against people like uh, the Dilbert off the Dilbert cartoonist Scott Adams. You know what they're you know what they're victims of like a lazy mind, the kind that rejects calm reflection about truly important and issues that could be solved. Lousy teachers and single parent homes. It just it's it's it just it's just a shame. No soup for you. The old soup Nazi. Remember that. Let me tell you what activism looks like. I think I need to take a break. Uh, let's take a break now. I got uh, one more segment to go, and uh, we'll be done. Tells me you're a pastor. Yes. Currently. I know we must seem pretty strange. But if you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see a bunch of kids that are searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. So to answer your question, how do I describe my people? They're sheep without a shepherd. 
chasing hard after lies. And the trouble is, your people reject them. So I ask you, Pastor, how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? We can only walk through doors open to us. And your church? Well, that's a door that's shut. Last year, we published a report entitled Evidence That U.S. Government Targeted Red States with deadly batch of vaccine, a story that most outlets ignored. Private leaked documents from the CDC show a list of expiry dates, and only certain lots are included. The very same lots found to be highly toxic in part of Cooper's database. This mode of deployment allows governments the ability to direct deadly batches into specific populations, such as red states. Analysis of the number of dying per 100,000 vaccinated in 50 states shows us that the overwhelming majority of vaccine deaths are happening in red states. Second smartest guy in the world on Substack also reported on it and has recently published an update writing that now we have a more robust and far more damning view of this carefully distributed depopulation scheme. Back in Ohio of 2021, the expose publishes a report on data found in the USA's VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which reveals that 100% of COVID-19 vaccine deaths had been caused by just 5% of the batches, batches that can be identified. And these deadly batches were not distributed evenly. The top eight states with the highest vaccination death rate, Kentucky, Arkansas, West Virginia, Montana, Alaska, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Tennessee are all red states. 19 of the top 24 on the list are red states. And California has been the least affected by the deadly lots of COVID vaccine. The numbers show that Kentucky has a 1,900% worse vaccination death rate than California, suggesting that Kentucky received 20 times the amount of deadly batches than California did. Florida, number 20 on the list of most vaccine deaths per vaccination, received three times the amount of deadly batches than California, with its vaccination death rate at 200% higher than California's. The author points out that these deadly batches would be better classified as rapid kill lots and slow kill lots, as we are now seeing more evidence that they kill over time. And the evidence shows that red states were targeted with the rapid kill shots. This would go along with the United Nations Agenda 2030 plan, which seeks to move the entire population into crowded cities and federalize all of flyover country in the name of climate change. They have less than seven years to accomplish this, and they are deadly serious about it. The U.S. government is in lockstep with the United Nations, and they will resort to murder and democide to accomplish their goals of total control. Many are suggesting that this is what is happening in East Palestine, Ohio, right now. The people of America are under attack by their own government, 
who is never going to quit until they accomplish their goals or unless they are stopped. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. So, in Pocatello, Idaho, is it Pocatello? Bannock, yep, Pocatello, a town in Bannock County. So, what happened was, at the uh, library in Bannock County, Marshall Public Library, the word was, I guess what happened is they started to have a drag queen night at the library, and the drag queens would come in and read to the kids, story hour. So a lot of the parents thought, I'm not going to do this. And they went out and they thought, well, maybe they didn't quite know what to do. So they thought, well, wait, we'll go and we'll pray and we'll sing hymns in the lobby. And they thought, well, we'll liable to get arrested for disturbing the library because you're not supposed to talk in there, right? To be very quiet. I haven't been in a library in 20, 30 years, but you're not supposed to talk. But they do story hour. This is perverted when you think that why would an adult drag queen, why don't they just go have sex with somebody? Why would they want to, <clears throat> why do they feel the need to entertain children? So anyway, uh, a group organized and they thought, well, maybe we'll sing outside. Maybe we'll sing here. We'll sing there. And they thought, Hey, let's just go in and sit in there in the chairs where the story hour is going to be. And let's, take up the seats. So they went in there and uh, they sat down and they filled up the whole place. And so story hour began and other people were coming and bringing their children and they had nowhere to sit. So the librarian got mad and came up and threatened the people sitting in the chairs for story hour that were potential protesters and they refused to get up. So he just threw in the towel. So the library, like government is today, was not not interested in what the parents thought of the theme of the library. So they filled the place up. So the next drag queen story hour is uh, at this. There was one that took place on February 11th. I guess every so so often. Many of these people sounded like to be Christians. They were actually pack, packing Bibles. They were trying to sing songs, do this thing outside. And uh, but the fact is, the story hour was cut short because it lasted 30 minutes, and they listened to these guys uh, with ding dongs. Uh, and Spaldings, and they were sitting in dresses and all made up and read stories about two mommies and stuff like that. They read LGBT children's books and sang songs as they had the month before, but they ended it early and left. The program lasted only 30 minutes, but they stopped them from having influence on kids. The story they were reading was Two Grooms on a Cake.
this is what it takes to stop the nonsense is people standing up, just like going down to Randy Mitchell's uh, court case or going to a library and standing up against the foolishness that's going on there. The other thing that's going on is just more craziness at Bernardo Heights Middle School in San Diego. They now are installing in men's bathrooms, boys' bathrooms, tampon dispensers. And I guess any other type of sanitary products for women. Because they're just making it right to be anybody. Menstrual equity for All Act of 2021 mandates that every California government school supply free feminine hygiene products in each female and all gender restroom and at least one male bathroom. So in other words, they got to equip an all gender restroom, a female restroom, and at least one male bathroom. A 13-year-old boy from that school said, I think it's crazy and unbelievable that they would put a tampon and pad dispenser in the boys' locker room because they should know that boys will be boys and waste them and cause trouble. It's a wise 13-year-old boy. Phil Kendro, the 13-year-old's father, said, I told, asked my son to take a photo of that, what he was telling me, the tampon dispenser, and sure enough, it was in the boys' restroom right next to the urinal. One guy says, my family, remember I was talking about Poway School District, it's the same school district. My family purposely moved to the Poway Unified School District before I deployed overseas in 2012. As we heard so many great things about the school system, a retired U.S. Marine pilot told me. However, since then, we have been very surprised and disappointed at some choices that the school board and leadership are making. We do recognize that some of these laws, mandates, and regulations are coming from the legislature and California Department of Education, but we don't feel our local leaders are pushing our concerns to the higher authorities. So, this is this will get your attention, you Californians. Installing and filling tampon machines in hundreds or thousands of boys' rooms up and down the state is as colossal a misallocation of scarce resources as placing free nebulizers in each classroom, just in case an asthmatic student suffers and attacked. Carl DeMaio, who is a conservative gay fellow from the Southern California, chairman of Reform California, said California is the Petri dish for the left. They try out all the crazy policies here, and then very quickly they get exported across the country. So you got all these school kids going into a boy's bathroom, terribly confused, and this is completely a wasteful exercise. Well, has anyone checked um, 
<coughs> has anyone checked at Marysville Joint Unified or Yuba City Joint Unified or Wheatland or East Nicholas or some of our, our Nevada County up there at Nevada Union or Oroville and seen what's going on in your schools? If not, you need to do that if you have children there. If you don't, maybe you don't care about the kids. But certainly if you send your kids there every day, you know, it's always amazing to me. I had a gal one time says, oh, well, I don't want to put my kids in the children's Sunday school because I don't, you know, I'm nervous about somebody doing something to my kids. Really? We like background check everybody and do all kinds of fingerprinting and stuff. But, you, you know, life is a risk, right? But the same family lets their kids be coached by all kinds of people goes to school and be taught by all kinds of people in public schools. They're not Christian people. There's all kinds of pedophiles. Do you know that homosexuals are allowed to teach your kids? Pedophiles are allowed to teach your kids. Transsexuals are allowed to teach your kids. Be able to send them there and have the gall to say to a church, I'm not quite sure whether I can trust your Sunday school or your youth group. I'm telling you, people, we need to get our thinking straight. We need to wash our brain. I want to read you something. This is a great article by Victor Davis Hansen. He's a scholar. He says, Race Everywhere. The title is Race Everywhere. It's in the Epoch Times, and it's the February 8th through the 14th. I don't know whether I got time to do this or not. He said, recently, an unarmed 29-year-old African-American Tyree Nichols was brutally beaten to death by five black Memphis police officers. They were charged with murder, all belonged to a special crime unit known as the Scorpions. Both the victimizers and the victim were black. The Memphis police chief is black. The assistant police chief is black. Nearly 60% of the police force is black. The white population of Memphis is about 25%. The now disbanded Scorpion unit of mostly black officers was created as a response to grassroots appeals to stop spiraling crime in mostly black neighborhoods. The death of Tyree Nichols could be attributed to many things, a, black, a basic lack of humanity on the part of the officers, poor police training, lax administrative supervision, lower hiring standards. No sooner was the beating death announced than they was accused of systemic racism. Somehow it, it, the white, it's all the whites' fault. About the, and then the city of San Francisco wants reparations paid to any black people for the ancestral sin of slavery. Now think about this. The evil institution of slavery. Remember slavery? You remember the years that existed here? We, we weren't the first com country nor the last to, to get rid of it. First country to start it or last to get it. It's still going on in the world. The evil institution of slavery was abolished some 158 years ago through a civil war in the United States that killed some 700,000 Americans, almost all white. Yet California was always a free state. California was not a part of the union of slavery. 
It has no history of slavery in California, yet these guys in San Francisco want to pay reparations. There was no slavery in California. No resident of America in six generations has been either a slave or a slave owner. Angela Davis, just she's a communist who hates whites and was involved in people getting killed in protests, just found out through her DNA search that William Brewster, who was the, one of the first 101 people that arrived on the Mayflower, was a, a relative of hers, a white guy, a Christian. How do we quantify either current eligibility or culpability in multiracial California, where 27% of the residents were not even born in the United States? How do 27% of illegal aliens even, or how are they responsible for what happened to blacks hundreds of years ago? Whites now only make up 35% of the state's population in California somehow. And it, this is a free state. It always has been a free state. It had never been a slave state. Why are we responsible in California when only 35% of the population is even white if we're all the racist? It's amazing to me that people lost their lives for the 1964 Civil Rights Act to have all of us be not segregated and now everybody wants to be separate but equal. So the blacks don't want to be graduated on the same stage as other ethnic groups. A recent National Association of Scholars study found that some 173 schools surveyed, 42% provided racially segregated residences. They can't live together. When we moved out of, high, of uh, our parents' houses after high school, we, we lived, I think we had about three or four different ethnic groups living together, black, uh, Japanese, Mexican, and white. It's amazing. In the 1960s. And now they want, they want separate residences for each ethnic group. Some 46% offered racially segregated orientation programs. You can't even go get oriented to go to college without separating the the color of the skin and overwhelmingly 72% hosted racially segregated graduation, 72%. We can, we got to have multiple graduation ceremonies. Unbelievable. Stanford university, just down the road here from us, the incoming class of 2026 lists white students at 22% of the, those enrolled. In other words, that's a class that's going to graduate in 2026. Freshmen. They, the whites, students, are 22% of those enrolled, roughly one-third of the population of the nation's general population. In other words, there's about 33% white in the nation, and Stanford only will take in 22% of them. Whites no longer even compose a majority in most major cities. They rank well behind many non-white ethnic groups in terms of even per capita income. And millions of working class Americans certainly don't fit. You know, it's just amazing. People, we've lost our minds. 
it, the, there's just the, the ends, the lies never do end. Well, we're going to wrap it up this week and uh thank you for listening hope you come down on the 23rd march 23rd to roseville to stand up for a guy that's fighting for his constitutional rights if you've ever thought about that so also don't forget if you want to go to the isaiah 61 conference that's this week it'd be great if you can register online so they know how much materials to prepare to prepare in, in case you need a workbook that's church of glad tidings Dot com. Also, if you need a place to put your kids, you want to get out of the public system, everybody should get their kids out of the public system. I would go to Epic. That's a school that I'm most familiar with locally, but there's other good Christian schools. EPEC, that you go to churchofgladtidings.com and then go over and put your cursor over the word ministries up at the top and it'll drop down and you can see Epic. You can click on Epic. And you can uh, find out how it works, how much it costs, what the curriculum's like, everything, everything. So uh, I, I just spoke at a uh, chapel service two Fridays ago. It was great. Had a great time. Uh, did did the high schoolers, <clears throat> the older kids, and then I did the younger kids, K through 5. It was a great experience all the way around. Wonderful teachers, great atmosphere, no mandates, no masks, uh, lifting up Jesus. It was a beautiful thing. So, um, yeah, so check out, check out Epic. And also if you're a homeschooler, uh, you can go to that same thing, churchofgladtidings.com, uh, hover over, uh, ministries and then arrow educational pop-up and click on that. And if you want help and hook up with other, uh, parents that are homeschooling, uh, click on that and reach out to them and you can become a part of a, they meet out there I think on Wednesdays at Church of Glad Tidings and they spend a whole day together they, they do some teaching they do some fun stuff they feed all the kids uh, they have indoor and outdoor athletics and uh, it's a great time they share curriculums they uh, they help help you do good encourage you so it's I think there's a bunch of people doing it so I think we're out of time so I'm going to call it a night and uh I hope you do well this week. God bless you. Bye-bye. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. skies are blue and clouds of white the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night and I think